What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Connecticut Masters Golf. I am your host, Ron Newkirk, and golf is back, baby. We are back. I told you last week that the Saturday was a full go, and it was a full go. Got to get out on the links. I wish I could say that it was a beautiful day out. It would have been minus the had to be 40 to 50 mile an hour gusts maybe I mean wild out there conditions wise I have to say I shot a lot better than I thought um 89 I went 42 47 uh some good holes some bad holes um I almost killed a guy um friend of the friend of the pod chris shaw i almost uh, he's also a police officer um i almost killed him on uh, the sixth hole at our at our home course candlewood valley country club uh we'll get into that um i'll start off we'll just do a little recap and then we have i you gotta hear the excitement in my voice it's not just from golf um i think i'd be pretty pretty happy just with the golf, but we have a, a special, special episode like I like I promised for Mother's Day. Um, we're gonna get into that. the uh, The champ is with us, and we we got a little interview in, which is it's pretty good. So, um, as for golf, it was weird. Um, like I said, the Masters boys got out there the weekend before. Um, I got to play. With Brett himself, uh, I we played with Chris Shaw, like I mentioned, and Jason Ezra. He's, uh, I think he's a single digit, pretty good golfer. He didn't play his absolute best, but he we ham and egged. Um, as far as my round, I opened up with a beautiful. I couldn't believe it. I piped one, just barely got off the right fairway. Um, ended up chunking my second shot like I figured I would have done off the tee. Conditions were course uh, were on the course were just hard, um, very wet, and then the wind was just impossible. The first few holes, the wind wasn't bad; it was gusting. But then, I would say it had to be ten, twelve holes in. It just got nasty. Um, wind was bad. I mean. It was the wind was pushing our our pull carts when we weren't there. Uh, a bunch of them got knocked over because they would just start going and they'd run down a hill or whatever. Um, but yeah, I had a couple. For, we teed off the back nine, which ten is very very simple. I I end up bogeying that. Then I go par. Um, second hole is pretty simple too little dog leg right you just hit it you cut the corner hit another good drive which was I drove the ball pretty well um potted well too I it was just a surprising round um I think I started getting tired on the the front which we played as the back um we got to the the par five six was very difficult um I was just coming fresh off a double bogey and I hit one and this is definitely worth a story. 
Um, I hit one a little right off the tee. Um, I was on the wood line, so I was just trying to play a safe shot, punch shot up. Um, par five, I could have got, I, I could have salvaged bogey easily from where I was, um, except I duck hooked one at a pretty reasonable pace. And at the same time, Shaw was reaching down, and I swear to God, I thought I was going to hit him right in the fucking temple. It was incredible um, that he didn't get hit. He just saw a flash. My ball ended up going across the fairway and just barely on the other marsh line. There's like a little gully in between five and six. Um, I end up smashing a four iron like a champion into a tree and into that said marsh. Um, And then I take another aggressive line to try and go up for the green because at that point it was all or nothing. Um, the moral of the story is um, I end up flying the green into the woods. I, I almost killed a guy, lost two balls, and three putted for a 10. So um, all in all, not a bad round. Good first start. Our, our team ended up winning. The flight won gross. We were uh, even par, absolutely ham and egg the whole time. Uh, I think Brett shot a 92, but he threw in a couple pars that we needed, I think on that sixth hole where I blew up, everybody else kind of blew up, and but he parred, and maybe maybe Shaw parred too. I wasn't in that hole, but I know he made a good putt there. Shaw was money. Anytime we needed a putt, he made it. And then Ezra, Ezra was solid the whole time. He had a couple bad holes, but we picked him up. Um, I know I had a birdie on 16 for a three for two. That won me $15 as well. So I walked out of there with a cool 27. So on, my, on the road to recovery, the, uh, I always try and make my money back for the league. The league is about 200 and when I say about, it is $250 to get in there um usually make your money back uh and and we're on our way first tournament and we got a skin and a win so we like that um so yeah i'm just gonna we're gonna get into this interview so i'm gonna do a little a little intro um i know this has been a long time coming and a long time promised but the day is finally here we have our very first guest of the pod and like I said, it is a big one. Uh, the ladies absolutely love him, and the guys wish to be him. I uh, kinda. Um, he can. This our guest can pipe a golf ball over three hundred yards with a forty-yard power fade, but in the same breath, he can also leave a twenty-foot putt fifteen feet short. <laughs> uh, the man, he can sniff out a beer cart from about six holes away. Um, some would say he's just a, a, a master of the bump and run, and some may not. Uh, either way, he's just an ordinary guy with an ex- extraordinary dream. Uh, born and raised in Roxbury, Connecticut. Three-time Connecticut Masters champion, reigning Connecticut Masters champion, and hopefully sooner than later past Connecticut Masters champion. Also with a few aliases such as BTT, Backdoor Brett, my cousin, 
and better yet, great friend, Mr. Brett Tyler Thompson. You got it. So, all right, Brett Thompson, we got you finally. Glad to What's have What's happening, people? Oh, my God. All 10 of you. Glad to. It, this is exciting, honestly. Um, I hope this is a reoccurrence like once a month. How have you been living through this, this whole pandemic, man? What have you been doing? What have you been keeping busy with? Well, fortunately, I've been able to work, so that's keeping me sane. Um, <laughs> golf has just opened up last week, so that was really good to see everybody. I've been growing this COVID-19 beard that is just phenomenal. It's got more gray hairs than Santa in it, but... Uh, which I cannot wait to see. <laughs> How you doing, old boy? Oh, we're living, dude. I've been just doing this podcast and not yeah, golf. <laughs> I've been listening, but I'm only to, like, episode four. My bad. Yeah, no, nah, you'll get there. You'll get there. I got... We got quite the thing going. Yes, sir. So, so first, let's get right into golf. Um, when did you start golfing? Who got you into it? About that, I would have to say my uncle Bill Hibbert got me into golfing. Um, my dad had golfed, you know, my whole life, but uh, my uncle Bill really took me under his wing. I never played it in school or anything, but always enjoyed it, and I started. Honestly, when I was like, uh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old, something around there, because I remember having my broken arm and playing with a cast, and <laughs> I was 12 years old then. How much did you actually play when you were little? Uh, to be honest, maybe like one time up here in Connecticut, but we would take this family vacation for about 10 to 12 days down in Florida. I would play every single day down there. Flat course, though. Nothing you, like these New England parts. Yeah, and you're still doing that to this at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Go down the same course when I was 12 years old. It was cool. A lot more birdies down there now. <laughs> well, the I do have to admit that the uh, course plays at uh, 68 because it's made for seniors, made through uh, development. There's 10 par threes out of 18 holes, so <laughs> it's a little easier to do down there. But as a little kid, that's a great course to learn, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. So, played my way. That's awesome, man. Um, what do you think about the, the Masters moving to uh... – to November. Um, what are we going to do about it? I mean, this coach has got it all by the balls, so as long as they're going to play it, then you know what? This could be one of the most legendary Masters ever because the course is going to play completely different than it does now. Um, you're not going to see all the flowers and everything, so on TV it's going to look completely different. Like just as a landscaper, you landscape got yeah. not going to look the same, but <laughs> they might fucking bring in plants and plant shit just for <laughs> yeah they're gonna, they're gonna put up these like green screens everywhere on cameras and they're just gonna put these like beautiful magnolias and bullshit all around it in bloom from fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at these flowers freeze them <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
the next question would be what what the fuck are we gonna do we haven't really sat down and talked with the boys but yeah i mean play in november the thing is is we've always said that we want to play when the masters is played so i believe whenever the masters is set what which it is right now in october or something correct november november yeah so it's cut that's what like fucking close boy Ooh. now here's my idea i think we wait as long as we possibly can let dave's handicap go down because that's bullshit yes sir i'm playing um shout out dave lang uh love you dave <laughs> um but that will go down and i say we just watch the weather and if we're getting snow we're gonna have to take work off and just get it in do whatever Dude. we we're getting what? What is today? May sixth. Yeah. Okay. We're supposed to get snow tomorrow night. This whole world's going to shit. We got Rona. We got every, it's all crazy. Yeah. Let's plan on playing when the Masters are played because we're gonna. I am a hundred percent down with that because <laughs> takes away it takes away from uh, what we're trying to do if we don't like. What are we gonna do? Just golf and say it's the Masters and then just yeah. chill. Nothing. That's what watch a fucking Ryder Cup weekend would be pretty sick. We would have something to watch there. That would yeah, be but then we'd have to start our whole new tournament called the Ryder Cup. We're playing the Masters, bro. Come on. Stick we, with me. We might have to bring that to the board. <laughs> yeah, right. We got two commissioners here, though. If we bet 50-50 with them, what are we going to do? It's a numbers game, man. It's a numbers game. We need a fifth commissioner is what I'm saying. We need an offshore person to, yeah. But yeah. We're pretty much giving them power if we do that and that's kind of defeating the purpose too <laughs> if we need a decision we need to call on someone <laughs> yeah yeah do the hacker brain um so obviously talking about the connecticut masters um obviously everyone knows by now if they've listened to this podcast that uh you're a three-time major champion uh the past three years have been pretty you've been pretty decorated um, Wait, I didn't hear you say that again. You have, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just screwing. Because I think I'd make a point at least once an episode just to say how bad I want you to fucking lose. Oh, I've, I've <laughs> it just fuels my fire, baby. But, I mean, you have an absolutely huge target on your back and a lot of pressure. What's that like going into this year? Wait a minute. If you play golf having pressure, then you shouldn't play golf, first of all. <laughs> Good You're bet. supposed to go out there with your buddies, smack it around, have fun. Listen, the last Masters, I should not have won. Yeah, no. I, it was given to me. Mm-hmm. I just played solid golf at the end. <laughs> and just, I'm not going to mention any names, but certain people, and there's only three that I play with, blew yeah. the fuck up. And Two of them. Two of them did. And, 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 and your boy just walked into the clubhouse. That's all I'm saying. I didn't even know I won. I had a fucking six-stroke lead on you going into Sunday. Plus, hey, you said without, it, man. Without, without the stroke you were giving me on Sunday, I had a seven-stroke lead against you. And then Dave fucking had a, what, two-stroke lead going into nine or something like that? Well, With, after the first uh, day, didn't he have like 1,900 on us? No, I think he, go, going into that ninth hole, or not the ninth, yeah, the back nine. Yeah. I, he he was up on us by like two. Me and you were tied, I think, and fucking Dave had like a two or three stroke lead on us. Mm-hmm. 
I was nervous at that point. Nervous. I not not only for you, but for Dave too. Like not how how would it have been to fucking lose a stroke lead and then have a new person win? Like Yeah, but <laughs> listen to this, you old boy. Yeah. Then he comes back through the Candlewood season and he's club champ. Yeah, I know. That's pretty unbelievable. I was playing with him, you know, this past Sunday and I'm like Dave, you're the club champ. And I'm like, I can't even believe that. I didn't even realize that because it was my first round of this year. And he, it was like the seventh hole. And I'm like, oh my. Yeah, he's club champion all year. (laughs) But guess what? He's got to get the jacket still. Yeah, he doesn't have a jacket, which is, yeah, probably more important to him than than that. Not for nothing. I think you and I are just on easy street. We go out, have a good time. We got we got one. So we just play golf and hope Dave and Hammy don't. Well, that's easy for a, a three time champ because I I'm I'm gunning for you for the past. No, I I know I know I understand, <laughs> oh. but I nothing about my game is going to change. I'm going to throw some in the woods. I'm going to throw more in the woods. I'm going to throw some, <laughs> in the sun, but like you guys do it more than me, I'm going to win. That's it. <laughs> so let's do it. The, I mean, it's simple. It's one, two, three, ABC. That's it. <laughs> I love that. I'm just fucking. I just love how we all can just have a good time, go out there, bust each other's balls, and just like, who cares? Like, yeah, I won, but like, what's that change? I just, what? <laughs> so, besides yourself, who do you think has the best chance to win? If you had to pick somebody to win this year, who do you think is going to do it? Okay, put it this way. If this whole this this whole season is absolutely crazy. Yeah. But I'm saying if we went back to like a normal year where you and I personally have already played 15 times and I literally for the first time played a whole 18 last weekend. Yeah. Um was absolutely fired up with the way I played, but at the same time it's not the same as last year. I, I go out next week and shoot a freaking 120 or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's so inconsistent. The course is wet right now where we play at Candlewood. But uh, to answer your question, I think Hammy right now can do it. But the reason I say that is because he's just Mr. Consistency, blah, 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 whatever. He plays his game. Now, if we were in – last season's form, whatever, Dave at the end of the year, because of his handicap, could yep. probably pull this off this year if we were able to swing through, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So, I, I, I don't know, and I'm not putting you out of the woods. It's just at the same time, you didn't play a lot at the end of last year, <laughs> and then now, boom, you're going to start off fresh day one, which, hey, you're a great golfer, so. Well, I just went to the range, and it said otherwise, so. Yeah, but you know what? What the game. best thing is about a range when you shoot <laughs> shitty there, you got all the bad ones out. That's it. So you better watch it. We're playing in two fucking days, boy, in the snow. Yeah, and you're left-handed. <laughs> not worried about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I thought about it too, and and I think it's exactly what you said. I uh, think it might be Hammy's year. I don't know. It could be. Um, personally, I hope he gives me some time to to get a jacket for him. Still haven't found a curtain big enough. Might have to knit one. <laughs> yeah, or he'll order one, like he's been saying. But um, yeah. And if Dave, here's the thing: 
if Dave starts playing well and his handicap goes down, that's what I'd like to see. I don't want to see him fluctuating this year. Yeah. And then keep this same handicap and then get into form. Yeah, to be honest with you, though, playing with him last weekend, he hasn't forgotten everything. Like, yeah, he had a couple bad holes, whatever. But, like, you can still see, like, he remembers a lot of things from last year, you know? That's good. That's good. It's cool. It's not like starting over. Right. Which I think we all restart in the beginning of the year. Things are just like, holy shit, I forgot to do that, but... You know, and later in the year, it's going to be, it might be a little bit more competitive depending yeah, on. Absolutely. I mean, that's New England golf. You get better as you go on. And if you don't quit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Just stop. <laughs> oh, man. So I got, oh, I have, yeah, I've been waiting to ask you this question for a long sure. time. Um, <laughs> do, do you have a hole in one? I have one finger on my wrist in the air. Guess which one it is. And I have a a follow-up question. Have you ever seen a hole-in-one? And if you have, please explain it. I've seen more than one hole-in-one, but there's one I can recollect. Yeah, specifically in the the Connecticut Masters. Uh, We were down there in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, all right. Um, I was with this guy I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Good looking guy, probably. Yeah, uh, uh, I was playing with Ron. We were Candlewood. Go one and two. We come to three, a little par three. Freaking, I think it was playing 131 to be exact. And the old right. lefty pulls it out. Uh, pitching wedge to be exact. Dude, you have oh, a great memory. I will never forget that. And Ron <laughs> throws one up there in the air, and it's going right at the stick. And then it doesn't even hit the green. It just hits the cup and just makes this clatter. Like, ooh, Kobe and Shaq, bring it back, baby. And it just sounded so good. And we were like, we didn't know. I thought it was behind the stick, and you couldn't see it. And then we're yeah. driving up. and phew, I got the video of it, him picking it up out of the hole. That was the worst part about that one at Yeah, we didn't. That was the worst part is that we couldn't really celebrate because we didn't. Oh, we did after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) Oh, so (laughs) that was a good one. Um, (laughs) So we'll just get in. I did a little podcast about uh, favorite courses and Mm. stuff. Do you have what's your favorite in Connecticut? I would have to go. I'd have to go with Fairview. Fairview Farms yeah. up there in Harlington. Yep. That's the Saturday Masters. Yeah, that's, that's... Saturday Masters. But, uh, right. I don't know. I just like the atmosphere, the way it looks, the way it's laid out. It's tough in some spots. I would like to go back to uh, what the hell is that called, where Mark's wedding was. Oh, up there in uh... Lake of Isles. That was, I wish we all remembered that a little bit more, but that was, uh, that was a hell of a course. (laughs) That's a prestigious, like real court. Yeah. Um, and then what, how about outside of Connecticut? 
your favorite Ooh, course? I'm just prejudiced by this just because when I was a little kid, it was the first course that I, it was like jaw dropping. I didn't even care about golf. I was just looking at everything. Is this course called Waterleaf down in Florida? It's nothing really special, but it's just like it's just gorgeous everywhere. Like the ponds are manicured. There's no out. It's just beautiful, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. I thought you were gonna go with uh, Sawgrass. Well, I've never played there. I mean, yeah, of course. Is are you kidding me? I go to freaking Ireland and play with the fucking sheep. I don't know. I thought you played at a big course down there. Where in uh... in Florida? Oh yeah. But that's not fucking sawgrass. It, uh... <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it no, was it was on this farm. Oh no, the longest par five I ever played was on this. I can't think of it. They made this old dairy farm down in Florida. This massive course. It played like you know over seven from the freaking whites almost. I, I want to say. I think they have to keep that in the sixes, but it was crazy long. And this one par five was like over six hundred yards, and I was like. I need a shotgun for this, but yeah, well, that's not. I mean, too, it's not too far for you. Fucking three hundred off the go 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 driver driver off the deck and just get there with a four iron. Like, are you kidding me? What about the old timers that are ninety five with oxygen tanks in their seat, especially with Corona going on? What the hell? I don't know how these courses are even gonna survived to tell you the truth so interesting to hear like all all the stuff about like just anything golf clubs like fucking shoes everything is down right now because nobody's playing and shipping and all that like the insides of that is crazy right now Uh, i I mean yeah i i know like facts are facts but I think everybody needs to be optimistic and just be like, yo, this might be one of the, not not the pand- pandemic or whatever is the best thing for us, but maybe this will change people around and we'll all do shit to make everything better. You know what I mean? Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. I'll tell you that. I was, I was just talking to Shelby and if this thing keeps going on, I'm going to be golfing a lot because we ain't got shit to do. <laughs> I'm not going to have picnics and fucking... Well, listen, unless you get pregnant again, you should be on board this year, old boy. I need you back. I need my boy back. Listen, I ain't doing that. I can tell you that right now. Okay? <laughs> I've, been taking, I've been taking Mondays and Fridays off, watching those two little boys, those precious little boys who I love so Absolutely. much. But I'm not saying take boy, time away from them. I'm just saying a little oh, less. No. I'm just, I'm excited to go back to work. I can say that. (laughs) I got you. They're they're a handful, boy. But, um, so yeah, um, a couple more quick ones. Um, if you had a foursome that you could pick anybody, who would you pick? It it could be actor, uh, me, anybody. Roddy Newkirk, Lion. Ham dog. Hell yeah. Fucking the the founding father. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> you wanted the truth. I gave you the truth. Sorry you didn't want to hear it. Uh, no, I love it. That's exactly what I was pulling for, but I, I figured you were going to All go. right, give me a celebrity role, though. Like, All right, go ahead. Let, let's you know hear about celebrity. 
Tiger Woods. I would. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Ooh, and probably Greg Norman. And Ooh, and my caddy, shit. my caddy would be Freddie. <laughs> my caddy would be Freddie. Oh, wow. He'd be speaking that in my is, ear telling me what that. to do. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Norman. And I would and I <laughs> would good. be wearing a brim too. <laughs> the little straw piece. Mm. <laughs> no, not because of Greg Norman, because of Freddie. I'd be wearing that brim with the open top. Oh yes, hell sir. Yeah, yeah it would have said Lynx Black Cat on it, my first set of golf clubs. Uh, <laughs> There's oh a quick God. little insert is- you might want to put in there is my that. uncle Bill, my first set of clubs were Link Black Cats by uh they were built by Freddie Couples and Freddie Couples caddy was Tiger Woods there. What's his name? Uh Oh Jesus! Not the old boy, the new boy. Cal Lacava. Yeah, Joey Lacava. Joey Lacava was uh, Freddie Couples', Couples caddy first. Yes, sir. Dude, you're blowing my yes. mind right now. That is a f- ass. Fact. Yes, sir. That's a bad <laughs> fact. Wow, that's sick. I can't wait to look that yeah, one up. Um, what what club are you playing now? And when are you gonna fucking? Get real shaft. That's, that's... So, so therefore, I'm playing. Uh, what's her name? Lexi Thompson shafts right now. Yeah, they're uh, yeah the over seventy three year old uh, plastic shafts. I mean, it's unbelievable that you can get in a foot. You can hit a seven iron, either one hundred and sixty or two hundred and forty, <laughs> depending on depending on how I swing. <laughs> Yeah, That's exactly. not the way you're supposed to play golf. Don't light me up like that. Listen, I don't care. You're three-time champ. You do what you uh, want. No, no, um, serious. So listen, I play Cleveland's, and I'm planning on getting the new Cleveland steel shaft. Once you accrue enough money. In yes, Canada. sir. I'm going around 202 up and down right now with a trash bag if you can. <laughs> Acquiring five cents at a time. It's gonna take a minute. I love it. Oh, right. uh, so anyways, I'm not gonna keep you too much longer, but um, it's hot, sunny day in the middle of the summer. See that cart girl coming. What is your drink of choice on the course? Oof. <laughs> or should it? Should I? What isn't your drink of course? Or <laughs> on the course? Well, my drink of course. <laughs> My drink, of course, sure. usually how it comes out would be a uh, probably a Budweiser, but at the same time, we're going to take a couple uh, nippers of Jim Beam or something. <laughs> I love it. No, no cranberry vodka this year. Well, you got to keep it clear. Yeah, you do. But there is no car girl this year because of COVID, so you kind of got to do your own thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This whole year? Well... They already uh, I'm just saying. Um, well, let's be optimistic because that's – I don't want to sound too uh, too sad about that, but that sucks. Hey, we're playing golf. Lift I know. Head up, boy. That's the thing. So. Bang, bang. And uh, not that this needs to go on cast, but we could fill our bags full. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Actually, put that on cast, damn it.
Yeah, they, they'll hear it, but uh, we can also just support Candlewood Valley Country Club. They're getting enough free sponsorship from us. We could drink a couple fucking beers on the course that we bring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like my boy said, like, that. you know what? If you're going to get pissed off I'm having a freaking Corona on Corona, get off of me. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. This is... Uh, hey, please have me again. I enjoyed it. Uh, can't wait to talk yeah. to you peeps. I hope you enjoy Ron's podcast because this thing is banging. We're going to come back for more, and especially when the golf season starts, as it has. A lot more to talk about. Hell yeah. And we got to get those other clowns to do a a four-way. Well, when we get all in on this, I look want, out, people. I want that as dirty sounding as possible. We need to do a four-way soon. Yeah. Corona's <laughs> the last thing you want to worry about, 19. <laughs> That's it, man. All right, brother. Well, thanks again, man. And well, uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did recording that with, with the champ himself. Uh, I had a couple good ones in there. Uh, <laughs> a few takeaways. He really did blow my mind with that Fred Couples uh, thing. I had no idea that Joey LaCava was Fred Couples' uh, caddy. So I did just minor research on that. And when I say, whenever I say research, I just look it up on Google. Um, so he was, he was, LaCava was couples caddy and then switched to actually Dustin Johnson for five months before he went to Tiger Woods. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I just had never known that. I didn't even really think, I just, I knew that Tiger had other caddies, but. I didn't really ever think to know, but to, he he's a pretty reputable caddy. Um, that was a, a when when he said that it just blew my mind. Um, and the other thing about the Fred Couples thing that I absolutely died was the whole visor thing. When he said the big hat with the hole in it, <laughs> I lost it. Um, some of the audio kind of cutting in and out with me. Um, the Wi-Fi that I have is not good, but we're. We're going to work on that, um, but I lost it after that. Um, so anyways, hope you guys enjoyed that. A um, few takeaways just from, from the week. Uh, I still just absolutely love golf. Um, I'm so happy to be back. It was so nice. I, I probably could have shot 112 um, and would have been completely okay with it. Um, hopefully we're going to have a couple more. Um, interviews in line. I know uh, Mark. We're gonna we're gonna do like a little story on Mark. He just joined the the Candlewood League, so he's gonna be on within the next couple episodes. And uh, man, anybody else that wants to do it, I I had a blast, and uh, I'm glad Brett could make it, and and I really thank him for that. So yeah, we uh, I'm playing again next weekend so we'll have a recap of that and and might start getting more and oh we're gonna have real golf next weekend that's the other thing uh, i wanted to get into a little bit of the the tailor-made battle that they're having with dj rory uh matt wolf and ricky 
Uh, on paper, it should be a slaughter fest, but I'm pulling for Matt Wolf because he's nasty and underrated, and nobody, I don't think nobody really understands how good he is. Um, but we're going to get into, I, I'm going to do it next week. Uh, it's just all, it'll, it'll be a recap of that recap of my round again. And, and, uh, we'll see where, where Mark comes in on that too. So, uh, so have a good week and, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see you on the next one.